You're listening to the Discover You Life podcast through conversations with pretty cool Muslims, people of Doha, of Ihsan, people who found a way to walk their dreams with Islamic excellence. We take you on a path of discovery. This is the podcast where you discover you. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa ala amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Today's topic is about Ad-Dar al-Akhirah, the hereafter. So Ad-Dar al-Akhirah, Ad-Dar al-Akhirah means Dar is a home, al-Akhirah is the final home, the final home, Ad-Dar al-Akhirah. I was given this advice um, from a sheikh, and, and I'm actually going to talk about, there's a lot to say about Ad-Dar al-Akhirah, the, f- uh, the final abode. And because there's so much to say, I will try to give you a little bit here and in upcoming Facebook Lives, tell you a little bit more about Ad-Dar al-Akhirah. So I was once with a brother. There are certain brothers, I don't know if sisters are like this too. Let me, let me know if you know sisters like this. But there are certain brothers that they're always talking about um, or they show off that they're looking for a wife. So they go to everybody and they're like, hey, do you got a wife for me? <laughs> I'm looking to get married. Or they go up to shiuch and they don't have any Islamic question. They're just like, hey, sheikh, you know, do you know anybody I can get married to and stuff like that? So it was a brother like this, always talking about getting married. It was his claim to fame. So um, <clears throat> one time I was doing like a, a, like a dua workshop. This is a long time ago. I was doing a du'a workshop and I, asked, and, I, and I told people to prioritize their, their top goals, the top things that, um, that they want. And so then this brother came up to me and he nudged me in the shoulder and then he said to me, you know what my number one is? <laughs> and then I said to him, what is it? Um, what is it? The hereafter? Is it Jannah? And then, and then he was like, he was, he was embarrassed. <laughs> he goes, no, it's not Jannah, it's, it's marriage. <laughs> um, but I thought about this. I thought about this where um, <laughs> a couple of sisters saying that um, girls don't do these things. Like they don't go, oh, I'm like, hey, I'm looking to get married. Do you know anybody I can get married to? And showing off uh, to make conversation with people. And guys, not every guy does this, but there is that guy who is like really enjoying telling people he needs to get married. Um, So I thought about this, the priorities, placing Jannah on the top of your priorities versus placing marriage on the top of your priorities. Let's look at if it was flipped around. And, and not only marriage, but like something like financial transactions. What if your number one goal is to get a house and your number two goal is to do good in the hereafter? But the priority is get a house. That person might get a house in an unlawful means. If somebody who uh, wants to get married and their number one goal in life is Jannah, then, and marriage is like number two, then they're going to seek out somebody who leads them to Jannah. But on the opposite side, if you flip it, if somebody's number one goal is I need to get married and Jannah and the hereafter is somewhere uh, further down or maybe it's not even in their mind, then they might get married to somebody who doesn't have their hereafter in mind. There's, um, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّوا جُوهَكُمْ قِبَلَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it's not piety that you face your face towards uh, the, um, the east or the west. But rather, piety is to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the final day. I was given this advice because um, this advice to speak about the, the final abode because a lot of talk these days is, you know, how do we deal with anxiety? How do we deal with isolation? How do we do, deal with this world? Or even when people are thinking about the future, even when people are thinking about the future, they're thinking about one year in advance, a couple of months in advance, but who thinks about really, and I, and I know you guys think about it, but like for real, um, thinks about their home in the hereafter beyond just the next few months, but what about where am I going to live eternally? Where am I gonna live khalidina fiha abada? That they will be um, in it, they're in forever and ever. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so this could be a series of Facebook lives, so I'm just going to try to keep it short, inshallah ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, we're talking about people who deny that they resurrection or deny the abode, their, um, the, the final abode. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, أَوَلَيْسَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِقَادِرٍ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَخْلُقَ مِثْلَهُمْ بَلَىٰ وَهُوَ الْخَلَّاقُ الْعَلِيمُ إِنَّمَا أَمْرُهُ إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْئًا أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so when somebody is denying the hereafter, denying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, isn't the one who already created the heavens and the, uh, and the earths, the already created these things, isn't he not capable of doing it again? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers this, Bala. Indeed, he is capable of creating all of these things. Again, he already created it the first time every day. We're looking at the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Isn't the one who created, uh, created all of these things capable of creating it again? Bala al-Alim. Indeed, he is al-Khalaq, the one who creates al-Alim, the, the all-knowing. Indeed, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree that if he wishes something, that Allah says be. And it is. Kun fayakun. So even, you know, and, and this is a side point. When I was growing up, I used to think that um, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would say was kun fayakun. <laughs> Like saying abracadabra, but it actually isn't. It's just kun, it's be. Fayakun is saying, and it is. Be is like in quotation marks. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says is kun, be, and that thing comes to pass. We also see from the hereafter, if you see, um, you know, there's could be like National Geographic or on these uh, 
uh, nature shows, there's the these time-lapse videos of plants or dead earth and a rain comes down as time-lapse and then you see from the dead earth comes life and then there's like this shaking, this little um, plant comes out and then it opens up and, and all of this thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Indeed, the one who made that plant come to life will make the dead come to life as well. Indeed, the one who made that plant come to life, just like you see it, come from death, come from nothing, come from a seed and it's alive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the same one, the same creator who did this, will bring the dead to life. Now, how to benefit from this in isolation, this, this idea of, um, or this iman in Darul Akhirah. Firstly, that your ibadah, your ibadah and your worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the intensity of it and the sweetness of it and, you know, the spiritual fulfillment of it actually is associated with how much you care about Adarul Akhirah, how much you care about your final abode where you're going to live eternally so that when you pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you care. You're like, you know what? I don't need to sleep right now because there can be lots of rest in Jannah. I need to work for my home in paradise at the moment when you're making decisions throughout the day, whether to lash out in anger or to be patient or um, to give charity or to not. All of these things, you're focused focused on um, pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and building your home in the hereafter, building your home in the final abode, the final home. That all goes back to al-yawm al-akhir, maliki yawm al-deen. And so building up that belief and also in your children, building up that belief in al-yawm al-akhir and the final abode and always caring about building that home in Jannah is what leads to these good deeds coming from the heart. The next thing is, um, well, actually, they're, they're kind of both the same. They're, um, worrying about the future. Um, in this time of isolation, a lot of, there's, a lot of the anxiety comes from fear for the future. <laughs> I, I don't know how you're going to handle this, but um, a lot of times people think about the future as just the next weeks, the next month. Uh, the next three months. But if we really care about our future, we need to think about when we die and how is our future there. Really, that needs our attention. Just like um, um, when I was a little kid and I was, um, I was afraid of gin. I think I, I, one of our Facebook lives, I spoke about that. And what got me over that fear of gin is one day I realized if I'm so scared of gin, then how can I be afraid of gin and not afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We say we're afraid of gin stories, but then Fajr time comes and we don't get up on time or we don't get up and we're not afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power is the heavens and the earth, the creator of the heavens and the earth, but I'm afraid of some gin. And so the same concept goes for when we're anxious about the future, we want to look, I'm like, really, am I that anxious about the hereafter? 
Am I that anxious and worried and focused on what will my home be in Adarul Akhirah, in the final abode? And so you might want to challenge, channel feelings that you feel about the next month or so on and say, you know what, it is more befitting that I give this to my home in the hereafter. And as Ramadan comes along, inshallah ta'ala, you can channel that desire to build that home in the hereafter into your worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this blessed month of Ramadan coming upon us, Wallahu Taala Alam. Jazakumullah Khairan. I actually have a lot more to say about Al Yom Al Akhir, the final day in, in our abode in the hereafter. But inshallah Taala, I will leave it for another Facebook Live at some point. Jazakumullah Khairan. Tomorrow, tomorrow we have um, a very special. Um, it's going to be the same time and it's going to be here. I'm going to do it in a Zoom. Um, it's going to be, it's still be broadcasted Facebook Live, but I'm doing a special presentation. I think I mentioned it to you guys a few days ago um, about um, knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's intention. Do, how can we claim that we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's intention? But um, about tawakkul, what does it mean to place your trust in Allah? What does that mean to place your trust in Allah? We hear it a lot and, and we're told, you know, keep the faith, place your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And my question was, what's the difference between placing trust in Allah and doing nothing and just saying, oh, Allah is going to fix everything versus um, actually taking action and doing something. So that's going to be tomorrow's session, same time. Allah ta'ala alam. That's going to be here on our Facebook. Same place, same time. Jazakallah for everybody. If anybody's got any questions, ahlan wa sahlan. Ashema says, what will be the timings? The timings for what? I think you're talking about the webinar tomorrow. This is, it's going to be at 2.55. Um, it's going to be at 2.55 p.m. New York time. Same time as this is right now. The time you have right now, like the top of the hour, it's 13 after the hour right now. The top of the hour is um, this time tomorrow, inshallah. How do we build unshakable tawakkul? Unshakable. It's interesting. Unshakable. Uh, let's talk about that tomorrow. Tomorrow's topic completely tomorrow is tawakkul. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. How do we build it? I actually don't know. <laughs> How is it built? I'm not quite sure. I'm going to be talking about what it means to have tawakkul. Maybe from there we can build it. Who's got a question? If you asked a question earlier and your question, uh, I don't see it right now, you might want to copy paste it, bring it back and repost it. Uh, Bushra's question, if all our du'as are answered here, what does that mean? Will there be something for akhirah? So uh, Bushra, if all our du'as are answered here, meaning like all the du'as that you make, what if they all become manifested in your life? Does that mean anything? Uh, doesn't mean anything. Like inshallah ta'ala, if you're the type of person that your whole life, all your da's that you ever made are manifested in your life, um, it's probably because you're a really good person and inshallah ta'ala, you got some good deeds that you've been doing. So um, do both. So you're making da's. And, and anyways, all your da's you combine between dunya and akhirah. Nobody only makes, as a believer, you don't only make da for the dunya, you make da for the akhirah as well. So you say, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasna, fil akhirati hasna, wa If that's the situation that you're in, therefore, that's the situation that you're in, therefore, 
it doesn't make sense that all the du'as are answered here because you're making du'a for the akhirah. Aisha ma'al abrar, I need the tawakkul in my life right now. I just volunteered to be furlough. I don't know what furlough means, but I'll look it up after, inshallah ta'ala. Allah keep you safe. Mass stands for Muhammad al-Sharif. Not everybody lives in America, brother. America centrism. Everything revolves around us, eh? <laughs> Muslim American. <laughs> okay. Elifia says, how can you use your second gold on the top, our first for Jannah? How can you use your second gold on the top, our first for Jannah? I don't know what that means. Can you rewrite it? Uh, rephrase it. Sharifa says, what happened to the shout out of the kids session at the beginning? I usually do them at the end. I was doing them at the end. Um... <clears throat> So if you got some kids you want to shout out, I just uh, I just feel bad when there's a lot of kids waiting to get shout outs and they don't get it. And then and then I don't want to keep people hold back. But wait till the end, inshallah ta'ala, and then I'll maybe do some shout outs for the kids. I mean. So Wasifa's question, how do you act as though the du'a is accepted? So um, depending on what you're talking about, what the du'a is, uh, I gave examples in my class, in the visionary class, and it's coming up, visionaryramadan.com, about how Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu um, made dua to do hijrah with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And when that, was, that dua was answered, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa went, um, said, let's go together. Abu Bakr had everything ready. So he had, you know, two, um, two riding animals, he had the food, he had the strategy, he had, um, everything was built for two people to travel to, um, to Medina. And I give this example that he made the du'a and he prepared himself logistically for the answer of that du'a to happen like that. And so when I say when a person makes du'a to have that kind of yaqeen that you're making du'a and you're preparing logistically. I knew a brother who, um, this, is, this is like next level. He wanted to get married and he booked the marriage hall before he had a wife. <laughs> Which is, it's, you got to have guts to do this. So he was basically, I think he was in the U.S. and he was traveling back home, um, um, back overseas. And he was only there at the end of the summer. And he said, you know what, I'm going to get married before I leave. I don't have a bride yet, but I'm going to book the wedding hall. And then I'll find a bride after. America. Okay. I, now I know furlough. May Allah subhanahu wa keep up. We'll talk about it tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala. It's exciting. If you only place your trust in Allah the way the birds, uh, uh, if you only place your trust in Allah haqqa tawakkuli, the, the way befitting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's tawakkul, that Allah will provide for you just like He provides for the birds. They go out in the mornings empty, you know, their bellies empty, and they come back with bellies full. So tawakkul is something really exciting and amazing. We'll talk about that tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala. It's a special edition special half hour edition of the mass daily community huddle <laughs> Shumayla's question I like to make dua and sujood is this okay then doing so after salah yeah it's fine the prophet said the closest that you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in sajda and so it's um there's more hope of your dua being accepted while you're in sajda so make dua in sajda so it's good yep 
Shemanaz says, why no riddle from Sunnus? You know what? I'm going to get you a riddle just because you're asking for it. <laughs> Riddles. For Sunnus. Okay, here's the question for, for Sunnus. Which month of the year has 28 days? Which month of the year? This is a riddle for Sundus. Which month of the year has 28 days? And the second riddle is, what has to be broken before you can use it? Wasafa's question, <laughs> the egg. What needs to be broken first? Yes, the egg. And which month has... Uh, I need Sundus to respond. Which month of the year has... 28 days. Wasafa's question, can you make du'a in, in, in sujood and sunnah prayers? Yes, you can. There's no difference between um, the sunnah prayers or fard prayers. Sorry, there's no distinction made. There's no distinction made um, between sunnah and fard prayers as to which one you can make du'a in sajda. So you can make du'a in both sunnah prayers and fard prayers. For the question, um, what needs to be broken in order for you to use it? An egg, yes. And the second one, which uh, month of the year has 28 days? All the months of the year have 28 days. All right. Any, any other questions? Are we good? All right, cool. So the reason that I keep doing the good morning Vietnam is because I found my daughter. My daughter's still very young. I found that when I say good morning Vietnam, she starts laughing. So I'm actually doing it for her. <laughs> but I was going to stop doing the good morning Vietnam. It's getting kind of old now. So we'll see. And it also raises my volume. I know some people are saying, oh, I'm quiet today. But usually I do the good morning Vietnam in the beginning. Actually, my intention is to raise my volume really loud and kind of like shock me into speaking louder because normally I speak very quietly. All right. Sundus has got a riddle for us. Nice. I like it. Rahila's question, is it necessary to wake up in the middle of, of the night for tahajjud or can we make dua while laying down? You can make dua while laying down. Those who worship Allah standing, sitting and recli reclining. So yes, you can make dua lying down. Where is Zahra? We are saying salam to Sumayya Yusra. Uh, Thetwat and Hafsa. Oh man, I think I messed up that one, but that's maybe your spelling. Thetwat or Tharwa. Nabila's question, do we have to have wudu to make, um, do we have to have wudu to make dua? No, you do not have to have wudu to make dua. You need wudu to pray. You need to pray, like if you're praying sunnah prayers, fard prayers, you need wudu for that, but dua doesn't need wudu. Wallahu alam. Tharwat. There you go. So Wasifah's question, do you have to pray witr at the end of tahajjud prayer? Do you, um, I don't know why, what the, like what you mean, like do you have to? And the answer is no, you don't have to. There's fard prayers. Witr isn't a fard prayer, but like should you? Um, 
should you pray? And, and the answer is yes, you should pray. Aisha Ma'al Abrar says, please say salam to my nephew Musa. He thinks he already knows you. Mursal, not Musa, Mursal. Assalamu alaikum, Mursal. How are you doing, Mursal? It's good to know you, bro. Sarah's question, I was gonna say there's there's difference of opinion, it gets complicated. I'm not the type of person that just gives a blanket like everything is haram type of thing, so I'd rather not comment. A lot. Alright, here we go. Here we go. Here is you guys are welcome to join in on this riddle from Sundus. A taxi driver was walking down the road. He went the wrong way on a one-way road and went past a red light. He passed four p police officers who all saw him, but none of them stopped him. Why? Okay, taxi driver was walking down the road. He went the wrong way on a one-way road. Okay, I think I know the answer. That he was walking. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, that's a good one. Sharifa's daughters, Halia, Zunaira, and Mardiya. Walaikum assalam. Fiza Sheikh's question If we have a dua to memorize, sorry you guys, I'm, I'm reading the questions from, from, a, a, from, a, from the screen to the side and I'm not looking towards the camera, and I'd like to do both if I could. I wish. The questions would come up right in front of my camera so I don't have to turn my eyes away from so you can see them. Um, Fiza says, if we have the dua to memorize Quran and learn Arabic connected to, uh, to it on a deeper level, how do we take action in regards to this dua as it is already been answered and do we better word it? I don't know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, what you're asking. I don't know what you're asking, Fizzo. All right, guys, I think it's getting slow and we're done. <laughs> so I will tap out, give you guys a mental break. Fizzo, inshallah ta'ala, tune in on another Facebook Live and I will answer your question, inshallah. Zakallah khairan, everybody. Have a good night. Assalamu alaikum. Good day, wherever you are. Bye. Bye. Assalamu alaikum.